It's this whole formula. They make it sound wonderful. And when you listen to it, you're like, wow, okay, I can do that. I can do that. But what happens is you're stuck in a cycle of debt. When you owe someone something, your body says that you are not safe. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Rachel Crusoe podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. So in this episode, we're going to talk about what being good with money actually means. I'll go over what I am loving and learning right now. And I'll tell you nine things that I think are a waste of money and I simply will not pay for. Then you'll hear a conversation I had with my friend and Ramsey personality, George Camel. We talk about which loyalty programs are worth it and which ones aren't. But first, let's talk about what people think being good with money means and what it actually means. Take a listen. All right, there's a pretty toxic money culture out there that is full of lies on what it means to be good with money. So people are giving all kinds of money advice and tips out there and what it's like, hey, this is wise, you should be doing this. But in reality, these lies will get you in a lot of trouble. So I want you to know the truth. I want you, again, to be able to handle your money where you are controlling it versus it controlling you. So let's go over what some of these people are saying being good with money is. So the first one is, good with money, you should use debt and live beyond your means to motivate yourself. This one always shocks me, but this is a thing. People really recommend that you live a lifestyle or the lifestyle that you want, and then it's going to cause you to work harder to be able to afford it. So Steve Harvey, sweet Steve Harvey, I've heard him say this before. I watched the video, and he was like, you should always fly first class because once you fly first class, you can never go back to coach, and it's going to really make you work hard to continue to pay for that first class ticket. Or I've heard people, especially in the real estate market, they'll say, hey, you should buy your dream car. Get your dream car. Go get the car you've always wanted. And that's going to motivate you to work harder so you can make the payments every single month. Okay, with this, you guys, it's like the motivation is backwards. It's not how it should be. You should not, again, let your lifestyle drive what you do with money. What you do with money should drive your lifestyle. And when it's backwards, what happens is you get stuck in that narrative, okay, I have to continue to work to keep up with my lifestyle. When you're free from that and you don't have payments and you don't have debt and you actually live below your means, you have peace. You actually make better decisions because you're more forward thinking, future thinking than in the present moment of what you want. Uh, and it just lines you up to sleep at night, <laughs> to have less stress. When you say, hey, I'm going to use the money that I earn to fund my lifestyle versus my lifestyle funding what I and making that what I earn. So living on less than you make, you guys, it's important. It may not be exciting and cool, but it's the best way to live. Another wise piece of advice people say is take advantage of good debt. This is everywhere, all over social media, all over TikTok, people saying you should use debt to build wealth. And it's this idea of, yeah, I mean, if you can go into debt and do something great, like this crazy investment strategy or investing in real estate, what you get off of that, then you can use it to go and pay for other properties. And it's this whole formula. They make it sound wonderful. And when you listen to it, you're like, wow, okay, I can do that. I can do that. But what happens is you're stuck in a cycle of debt. And what these people don't realize, I don't believe, I don't think, is that 
man, money is more than just money. It is attached to so many emotions. Like Dr. John Deloney talks about this all the time, but when you are in debt, when you owe someone something, your body says that you are not safe. Subconsciously, you know that something could be taken away. You're working to, again, pay banks, and that's your whole life. And so when that is in you for years and years and years and years, it, it can eat away at your soul. Like you don't realize that you lose sleep at night when you live in that cycle. And so, yes, does it look flashy? Does it look great? Or all oh, these people, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like their fonts and stuff that they have on like their, on their profiles. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it, you guys. There is a freedom, a freedom to say, hey, I'm gonna do what I can do with the money that I have and be wise about it. I want you to win. I want you to build wealth, but I want you to do it in a smart way that has a long track record. And so for most people, it's like, yeah, hey, invest in things that you know are gonna win on the long term. Your 401k, uh, a Roth IRA, a good gross mutual fund. Like there are places to put your money and even real estate. I'm not against real estate. Now, currently, as we're talking about this, real estate is insane right now, right? Like, Everything is shot up. Prices have shot up. But there will come a day where, sure, maybe there's a short sale going on or a foreclosure, and you're able to go and buy a condo with cash on kind of maybe a crappy side of town that's not that expensive, and that could be your first rental property, and you rent it out, and you save up. And yeah, does that take longer than just going and taking out a loan and just going big? Absolutely. But your risk is nothing. When you use your money, that's what's key. So you can still build wealth with all the flashiness and borrowing money. The last thing that, gosh, I hear people say all the time is like that they think it's wise, but it can be dangerous, is you need to have a house. You need to buy. You need to buy. Renting is throwing your money away. You need to buy a house. You need to buy a house. And that, I mean, I've heard that forever, and it feels like as an adult that you've made it when you own a home. Now, long term, do I want you to own a home? Absolutely. Investing in real estate in your primary home and knowing that you could pay it off Yes, that is, that is huge. I think that is so important and something that I want for you, but I want you to do it when it's right for you. And again, right now, the housing market, it is insane. It's crazy. But if you are in a position to buy, I would still encourage you to buy. And that is if you can put 5 10 even 20% down. If you do 20%, you avoid PMI, which is huge. But you have a down payment and that your payment is no more than 25% of your take-home pay on a 15-year fixed rate. So that's kind of the formula around buying a home. Now, is that conservative? Yes, that's conservative. People are always like, oh my gosh, Ramsey, that's like nothing, that's nothing. But listen, I don't want your home to own you, okay? So I want you to be smart about it and have that formula in place. Plus, I want you out of debt completely with a fully funded emergency fund. All of that will give you a huge springboard to go and own a home if you've never owned a home. Because again, that should be a really big part of your financial journey. I want that for you, but I don't want your home to own you. Because we're all about giving you guys the information and the truth to not let money be the thing that keeps you back in life. I want it to be a tool in your life to create a life you love. We say that all the time on the show. But for it not to be the thing that holds you back in life. And for a lot of these lies, it just holds you back. So I also want to know in the comments if there's things out there that you've heard people say that this is really smart to do with money. It's actually terrible money advice. And if you want more of an in-depth guidance and help you with things like budgeting and building wealth, everything we talked about, you can check out Financial Peace University. That is the best course to go through to learn how to handle money. All right, I'm here again with my friend, Ramsey personality, George Camel. 
It's me. I'm here. Welcome back. It's a fun time. It's become a current little recurrence. Why is that? Current recurrence. Because the people love you, George. So do I. That's what I was waiting to hear. Just keep it coming, guys. Keep it coming. Because we always bring good stuff. So today we're going to talk about loyalty rewards programs. Are they worth it? Are they not? I'm very passionate about this topic. How much do you have to spend to actually get the discount? I mean, it's a lot because they're everywhere. Everyone now has a program. So we're going to go over some of our favorites and a few of the hacks and do's and don'ts at the end. So buckle up, everyone. Buckle up. You're about to be hit. Ticket or ticket. Wait. Click it or ticket, (laughs) bucko. That's that's what I wanted to say. Bucko. You like bucko? Wow. Kind of a throwback. Wow. I also use the word bozo that, that's like a yesterday. Da- that's a that's like a 1982 dad. I'm trying to find insults from the 1950s to bring back. Yo, hey bucko, hey pal. What's up, bozo? <laughs> Anyways, they'll edit this part out. George, favorite reward programs? Go. Okay, so big Chick Fil A fan. You know I this. I am too. It's, Rachel's it's a huge best. fan. They have a program called Chick Fil A One. You earn 10 points per dollar. What does that mean? Who knows? The strategy here is to find menu items that have a lower number of points per dollar. Are Mm -hmm. you following me here? Because that means you're getting a better value. So here's an example. You can get a chocolate chip cookie for 150 points, but that cookie normally costs $1.29. So that's about 116 points per dollar. That's a good value. You've done this math. I've done the math. And their chocolate chip cookies are fantastic. Here's an example on the other side. A small side of mac and cheese is 500 points but it only costs $2.55. So that is costing you 196 points per dollar. Not a great value. Not a great value. Yes. So that's one way to kind of do the math. Wow. It's very nerdy. There's a spreadsheet online. It's worth it, though. Someone did Use all the math. Use those points. Use those yes. points. But here's my favorite hack here when it comes to rewards. Don't forget to fill out the receipts, uh, the surveys on those receipts. You oh, can do yes. them in the app now as well. If you see that notification, fill it out because you get a free sandwich, which is many, many dollars for free. Completely for free. There you go. Chick-fil-A's the best. Yeah. All right, up next, everyone's probably second favorite, Starbucks. Starbucks. This is a big one. I, uh, I'm i a star earner at Starbucks. Are I'm you, a rewards George? member. Wow, I felt it. I felt it when you walked in. I feel I a, li- a little a bit elitist. Star <clears throat> yes. You get a star per dollar spent. Okay. So it's a star to dollar value here. But there's ways to get more stars for your dollar. So they have little promos. Like, if, hey, if you come back every single day for three days in a row or you order this specific drink, you'll get extra uh, stars. Okay. Right? Is it worth it? I don't usually play that game because yeah. I'm not going to go to Starbucks That's three days in a game. row. You play the long game. They're trying to get you. Yeah. So here's a hack. If you get enough points to get a handcrafted drink, it's 150 points, you can order the most expensive drink you can get. So usually I'll order like a $9 drink and use my reward to get the most bang for my buck. Smart, smart, George. So, and you can order like a plain brewed coffee and load it up with add-ins using your points. So you can smart. use less points and do it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different ways going. to use them. It's a great strategy. I love yeah. that. What's next? Kava. Kava. I go Kava. Kava. Kava's a personal favorite of mine. Have I you know. ever been? It's, I hear it's, I mean, sorry, Kava. I hear it's overpriced. That's what what I isn't hear. these days? I inflation, unbelievable. Okay, kava, kava just has fallen into the trap of inflation. I, here's how I like to talk about kava. Kava okay. is like if Chipotle got a master's degree and was from like the Middle East. It's very exotic. Wow, yes. right, a little Mediterranean Food action. of my people. Wow, so, wow, your parents but it's immigrate a to this style. country for nothing. George. That's right. Bring kava in their spirits. We have a fast casual chain that has great food. Okay. So kava rewards, you get $8 when you spend $88. So not terrible, okay. right? That adds up. And you also get a $9 birthday credit. 
So you enter your birthday in when you fill out the rewards, you're going to get that perk as well. Uh, So I'm a big fan of kava. Usually one bowl fills up uh, my wife and myself with one bowl. No way. So yes, it's 10 or 11 bucks, but it's very filling. It's super healthy, tastes delicious, and you can make multiple meals out of it. Love it. There you go. All right, what's your favorite? What else is super healthy and very delicious? Let me guess. Papa John's. Papa John's. What is your obsession with Papa John's? I don't know. The pizza's not that good. Oh, it is, though. I, I'm more of a sauce fan on my pizza. They always give lots of sauce. Fair. It's just... I like a higher sauce-to-cheese ratio. You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. It's become less consistent. It used to be very consistent. It's gotten less over the years. I don't know what Step it is. Step it up, Papa. I know. But it is. It's our go-to. It's It, it gets to our house fast. I don't know. It... it I, I, I guess it's just how I grew up. Right. I'm not sure. No shame. So how okay, do the so they're work? so they are Lordsy program. I have the app, and so you get one point for every dollar spent. And so if you honestly order a lot of pizza, don't judge me, but it adds up so much. And then you get Papa Dough, so you get like five dollar, oh, ten dollar increments. So when I order a pizza, it's like oh, there's ten bucks off. You click it, and it's awesome. I do make sure I tip on the total before I get my. Oh, discount. that's smart. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a yeah. good thing to mention. If I you do, do use a discount, don't skimp on the tip, tip because yeah, of that. Tip sure. on the original amount. That's key. And that's the Ramsey way. That's right. That's right. All right. Okay. But good. yeah, I don't know. Maybe we just eat a lot of it. But I just feel like I always have money on my pop Johnson. Listen, <laughs> that we, I get to you use. got you got three kids at home. It's, it's just let's just do. They pizza. got wings. I yeah. know that sounds sketchy. They do, and hey. they're not terrible. All right. Next, uh, Southwest. Man, I am a Rapid Rewards member, and you earn points when you fly. You don't have to have a credit card for this, and these points can be used, again, whenever you book any flights. And the number of points per dollar really varies based on the type of flight that you book, the amount you spend, all of it. But again, if I guess we just fly a lot because of work. I don't know what oh, it is, yeah. but I seem like I just always have points. So whenever we go to book a flight, even for personal uh, Amelia has an account. Charles has an account, and Caroline. Little Charles has a Southwest yes, account because I really set them cute. up. So I'm like, you gotta get the points. Does he and fly for free? No, not after two. So recently, come on, Charles. We had to buy a seat. I thought, why can you not say stay two? Come on, Charles. stay two forever. Gosh. And Southwest is great if you do travel with a family because if there are empty seats, they will let your you bring on your car seat if you still have an infant Whoa. and take up one of the seats. It's fantastic. And then another hack is I go in and I will check flights almost daily after I book them because if the price drops, you can rebook, and then you get those points, you get points back in your account it's the best. for the difference. Oh, it's so like you, a, it's Just a to be clear, you basically rebook your same flight, and that'll show you if it's more expensive or less expensive than when you booked it, and you can get a credit back. Yeah, and so if it's dropped in price and you paid more, you get that credit of the difference That's back a bonus hack. Way it's amazing. Hey. I do it all the time. It feels this like a show game is to free? Me. That's amazing. And then you feel like you're just kind of... You know, you know how they say sticking it to the man. That's right. It feels a little Take bit like that. that billion people, dollar companies. When people are mad at corporate America. I'll, I'll get on my Southwest. I app like Southwest. They do a good they job. Do, no, actually, but rip up the credit card offers when you go. Yes, you get plenty. It's fine. It's fine, you guys. Okay. All right. Worst programs. You okay, I'm I'm happy to throw Subway under the bus. Okay. <laughs> So here's the deal with Subway. You get four tokens for every $2 spent. 200 tokens equals a $2 reward. So mm-hmm. doing the math, you basically have to spend 50 bucks to get two. Wah, Not wah. a great deal. Not a great deal. Next up, we got Old Navy, Banana Republic, Gap, all one big company, and it's even worse, you guys. Okay, so you get one point for every dollar spent. A hundred points equals a $1 reward. So basically, you got to spend a hundred dollars just to get a dollar. That's going to take a while. No bueno. To buy anything yeah. there. Yeah. Yikes. Just, again, you, have, you can still shop there, but just don't depend on the reward system. Yes. Okay, next, Chipotle. This is a big one. I'm a Chipotle fan, but the rewards program, not so great. You get 10 points for every dollar, which sounds like a lot, but it doesn't get you very much. 
because what can you get with 425 points at Chipotle? Chips and salsa. Or a fountain drink. But don't use your points for that because a large soda is just two bucks. So don't use your points for that. You need to have 700 points for chips and guac. What is going on here? What is guacamole made of? This is insane. And if you want an entree, 1,250 points, which means you have to spend 1,250 to get an entree. Not worth it. And that's more than you'd spend on an entree if you were just using your own money. So just avoid it. You can still use Chipotle rewards, but it's not going to get you rich anytime soon. Yep. Next is Target Circle. So you earn 1% on eligible in-store purchases, but not if you use the red card to make the purchase. Yeah, that's tough. And the red card actually has some great deals. You you get 5% back. The debit card, yes. There is a credit Thanks, Thanks, you, George. Debit, because they're going to come at you in the comment section. You saved me, George. You saved my life just there. Did you see that? I'm here to save you from the comment section. I was drowning and didn't even realize I was drowning in the comment section. They were going to drag you You in the comment section. You rescued me, my friends. Thank you. You rescued me. So... They, they do give you, though, lots of exclusive deals, but the guidelines are really confusing. And again, the red card, debit card, 5% off, free shipping. Just go that way. That's a better route. Yep, absolutely. So some quick do's and don'ts in general for any rewards programs. Your favorite. Do your research. You know I like to do the research. You love the research, George. I can't help it. I'm a giant nerd. But this is important because you think, oh, 100 points, that's amazing. When you do your research, you go, nope. They're just using those points to try to get in my brain to make me spend more. Which is next. Don't spend just to save. They're in your Ever. brain, and you're like, oh, I need to do this, this, and this. Don't and the worst it. are stores. This just happened to me this morning. Actually, you know this because we were in I a, saw her make a purchase. I did make a purchase this morning while we were in between media hits that George and I were doing. And it was like, you know, you get whatever dollar amount off. If you spend 150 I was like, good night. So, yeah, listen, don't, but it makes you want to spend to save that money. Don't spend just a second. It's not a money-making scheme. That's right. Okay. Uh, now, on the do section, do use the programs at places you go often. So if you're somewhere once a week and it's in the budget, it's okay to take advantage of that program. But yes. don't think you're going to beat the system, right? You're going to stick it to the man. No, they are smarter than you. They wouldn't have these programs in place if they weren't making oodles of money from it. Yeah, it feels like the credit card companies as well. Like, same premise, They've taken note from the credit card companies. Yes. They've all moved to points. Yeah. No longer do you just know how much it is. It's, you get 400,000 points to, and it's like, oh, that books me a flight to Boise? All of it, yes. 400,000 <laughs> points? What's going on? And they will gamify it and kind of confuse you again, like what you're saying. With the points, it feels you're getting a lot. I'm going to keep spending because I'm getting so much. And then really when you look at it and the points, that equals the dollar amount. It's just not a lot. Not always a lot. So... Do your research. Remember, don't get stuck in those traps. But if you're using the store, go ahead and use the reward program. But Do don't feel wisely. like you're just winning the world because you're not. That's okay. Sorry. That's I'm okay. Sorry. That's okay. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. George, where can everyone find you? You can find me at George Camel on Instagram and the Fine Print Podcast. We did an episode on credit card rewards, and it has a lot to do with what you're hearing today. So go check that episode so out. Oh, good. So great, you guys. Make sure to check out everything George is doing. Thanks again, George, for being Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. All right. You know that I'm a spender. I do not have a problem spending money in general. I actually love it. I prefer to spend money. I think it's so fun. But here is my list of things that I refuse to spend money on. Okay. I don't know if you can relate to any of these. And when I say like refuse, let's be honest, like, let's just say 29 out of 30 times. Okay. So there may be like that 1% that I'm like, okay. But majority of the time, majority of the time, here is my list. Apps for kids. Nope. Won't do it. Won't do it. 
my girls are always like, can we buy this game? Can we do this and this and this? I'm like, no, no. There is called a free section in the app store. Why do we not use that? But then I do know you get into those free games and Amelia's like, this little squishy ball princess thing needs this why all these lives and it's like two dollars and 99 cents i'm like no 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 we will not spend money on apps i can't do it i can't do it and not even really for myself i'll be honest the only app that i will pay for that's a little bit more expensive there's a radar scope app because i hate tornadoes and so having a good radar on my phone is very important to me and so it connects to the noaa uh, radars, and it just makes me feel better in life. So I will spend money on that app. But besides that, very hard, very hard for me to spend money, especially on my kids, kids apps. No. Another one are all the memberships for kids. So I had a membership to an indoor trampoline warehouse, I guess is basically what it is. It's like this massive building full of trampolines. And it was great in the winter months, but to pay for three kids and an adult, it just got pricey and I was paying it every month and I realized, man, we do not use it, especially in the summer. We would go once, you know, or whatever, but I just realized it's so much cheaper if I cancel the subscription and just pay for when we go. Now again, if we were going every week, it would make sense, but we didn't, we, we were not in the habit of doing that. So it's out of here, it is out of here. Okay, another thing I refuse to spend money on is nice water. I can't do it, there's like the really nice waters and I can't even name them Fiji smart water ones with like electrolyte I don't know all the stuff I just can't I can't do it I can't even really I don't really enjoy like the flavor waters or even like the sparkling okay except my only exception see here's my like 29 out of 30 rule Topo Chico's I love a Topo Chico so that all day but everything else it's just not worth the money to me I'm like ah give me water from my sink or even, I know some of y'all that like really hate bottled water. I'm sorry, you're gonna yell at me in the comments, I already know, so I'm preparing my heart. But just like Costco Kirkland water, like in a water bottle, like that's great, that's all I need. Another thing I refuse to spend money on is getting a manicure and pedicure at a fancy spa, like a really nice salon or spa. Like you go to these places, you know, and you can get a massage and a facial or in a nice, you know, Nashville, we have awesome hotels, we'll have spas in the hotels but I will not pay money for manicure and pedicure at those places. I'm like, I just need to go to a strip mall and go to one of those places. That's it, that's it. And they're usually so much better than the other ones. And you're paying like a fraction of the price. So I love a manicure and pedicure. I will pay for that, but I do not need a fancy. So if you, if you ever give me a spa gift card, <laughs> just know it will go to a massage or a facial, not some like overpriced manicure and pedicure when I can get the exact same thing, if not even better at the strip mall across the street, okay? That's what we know. All right, another thing that I have a hard time spending money on is nice jewelry. <gasps> I don't, I just cannot pay a lot of money for nice jewelry. I, I don't know. I have a nice ring, obviously my wedding ring, but like Winston got me a nice ring. I may have like a nice bracelet or two. I don't know, I just don't spend a lot of money on expensive jewelry. For me, the cheaper the better, because if I get sick of it, I can switch it out, something else, I don't feel bad about it, so. My mother probably is like dying because she's like, these are things you pass down to your children. I'm like, my children will be fine. They're gonna be okay. But it's just, I don't know, can't do it. Another thing is with kitchen utensils, like all the really fancy expensive brands and gadgets and all of it, I just, I don't know, I, I just can't get into it. I'm like, just give me a plastic spatula from Amazon. I'll probably get a four pack. It's great. Now, I will say, though, here's my asterisk. <laughs> I have an exception to all of these. For our wedding, which was almost 13 years ago, okay? 
We had all clad measuring cups and measuring spoons. I don't know what you call them, but like the tablespoon, teaspoon. I don't know what those are called, but those things and the cups, we got all clad and they have lasted. They have lasted. So the quality is there. But if I lost them today, I don't think I would go to Williams-Sonoma and spend the money on those measuring cups again. I don't think I would. I just don't think I would. Another one. Ready for this? Fancy coffee. No, I really don't. I have a Keurig at home, and that is good enough for me. And you know what? In fact, I don't even do cream and sugar in my coffee. All black. Yep. I remember in college, our cream went bad (laughs) one day, and we never bought more cream. I mean, my roommates, so... Yeah, I just learned to drink, drink it without, without cream. And then I, I would do two packs of sugar, and then I slowly phased out of that as I became an adult. And, you know. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I just need some black coffee from a Keurig, and that's it. My parents got a new coffee machine, and this summer I was down there, and it, like, grinds up the beans. It has all this. I mean, it is like, wow, wow. And I thought, this is fancy. And I looked it up, and I was like, holy crap, Mom and Dad, like, that's like a child's tuition that you just spent on a coffee machine. And I drank the coffee and y'all, it's the same as the Keurig. I just can't, I can't tell the difference ever, ever in nice coffee and just some Waffle House. Give me some Waffle House coffee. It's all I need. It's all I need. It's great. Another thing that I have a hard time spending money on and kind of refuse to is going out for ice cream. Okay. There are fancy restaurant places all over Nashville that I'm sure are great. And I'm sure their flavors are unique and wonderful and all the things, but it, it's so expensive. Like we've done it before. I'm like, what we just paid for five of us to get ice cream was, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Take me to Sonic and let's get a milkshake, 99 cents, kid size, and call it a day, okay? We don't need all this fancy schmancy going out for ice cream. No, you could literally go to the grocery store and buy a carton of ice cream and some chocolate syrup throw in some sprinkles, and that is a fraction of what you would pay for the five of us to go out for fancy ice cream. So again, will I ever go out for fancy ice cream? I'm sure there will be a day that Rachel takes her kids out to fancy ice cream, okay? But today's not the day, and I do not see it in the future because <laughs> I think it is so expensive and so silly. Can't do it. Okay, another thing is just buying anything that's on sale. Now, I know these people. They're like, well, it's just on sale, so I should buy it. I'm sure I'll use it. I'll just buy it. No. No, no, no. Just because it's a good deal does not mean it's a good deal for you. And that's how you get a bunch of crap in your house that you don't use because you think, oh, I'm going to eat that or or we're going to use that because it's on sale. It's a great deal. And then it just becomes stuff in your house or things go bad and yeah, can't do it. So that is my list, you guys, of things that I refuse to spend money on. So I'm curious, do you agree with any of these? Do you, are you appalled? Because everyone working on this show right now, all six people behind this camera, could not believe some of the things on my list. (gasps) Rachel! So you may be saying that. I'm curious. And I want to know the things that you refuse to spend money on because I always think that that is fascinating. So share this with a friend who may have a really strong opinion (laughs) about things that they no longer seem to buy. It's a good conversation. All right. One thing that I am loving right now, I'm going to be honest, it's just summer. I don't know what it is. And I think since I have a kid in school, like on the school calendar, summer just feels extra special. Like when they're just home all the time, you know, or they're just like doing a little preschool that's optional. It doesn't feel like a big deal. But when you have a kid that really is, like they get their two months 
at least in Tennessee, it's just basically June and July. Because they, they get out into May and they start early August. It just feels so short to me, but it's fine. Uh, and I'm like, man, it just feels like a big deal. So yeah, we just have really embraced summer. We, uh, Winston said early on, we were planning out our summer with just, you know, the little day camps that my kids were doing or nights with friends. He was like, I'm not going to board a plane until fall break. And I was like, oh, okay, I hear you. I hear you. So we're home. We're home all summer, and we're just embracing it, y'all. The, the neighborhood pool, we're, we're up late. The kids are running around catching, you know, uh, lightning bugs. Like, it's just great. So I am just loving summer right now. I really am. And one thing that I am learning right now, oh, man, y'all, I, uh, this is an overstatement, so you know I'm joking, but I kind of feel it in my soul. I'm learning just to be a nurse, how to take care of a child who broke his leg because our sweet Charles, he's two and a half, and he broke his leg, you guys. So we are week two with the broken leg. We got about two to three more weeks left till it heals. And it is like having a nine-month-old again. Like, he didn't want to walk on it for, like, the first two weeks. And I carried it around everywhere because, I mean, poor little thing. He just looks pitiful in his little boot. He should be walking in it. The doctor said he's very capable of walking in his boot, but he doesn't want to. And do I make him? No, I don't. I should. And I need to, because I don't want like his muscles to like not work in three weeks. But uh, he's had the time of his life. He just gets carried around everywhere, just living a great life. That old Charles, sweet, sweet thing. All right, you guys, uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I want to thank George Camel for being a great guest on the show. And if you guys have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you hit that follow button. And if the spirit leads, you can leave a review. And as always, make sure to take control of your money and create a life you love.